Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Detroit stifled in Carolina, but they come away with a big win on Sunday over the Lightning. Your Lockdown Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily JAWWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Scotty, uh, got a couple of Brian, games to recap. What's up? We own Tampa. We yeah. own the city of Tampa. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I Sunday mean, was awesome. Last weekend it was Wings beat Kings, Lions it was beat LA, Lightning. LA. This weekend it was Lions beat Bucks, Wings beat Lightning, and it was funny. The same thing happened back in uh, October. Same weekend, the Lightning and Bucks. They both faced off with the respective Detroit teams. They came away with wins then too. So uh, yeah, they they own. You didn't even have the state of Florida in there. We can snap a ten game losing sure. streak with Florida Panthers this week as well. So just I everybody mean, maybe like yeah. You just I mean like step, listen seven one and one in this the month of January yeah, to not just get the Red Wings them get the Red Wings back into the playoff hunt but to elevate them in the mix for the divisional spot. So obviously we talked going into the weekend back-to-back, a weekend back-to-back is not right, but the weekend slate going against Carolina, the Wings were third in the division. Uh, Then they lost against Carolina. Tampa got a win, so Tampa took third place. Well, now they're right back, tied in points, but have it on point percentage, third place in the Atlantic division. And, you know, the most crucial part, Scotty, of this 7-1-1 January is 3-0 and over Atlantic Division teams. They beat the Leafs, they beat Florida, and they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. And those are, I mean, you got to beat everyone in your division, but those three are the main three teams that the Wings are battling with in their own division for a playoff spot. Obviously, Florida, a little bit further ahead than every other team, but Toronto and Tampa, those two games in particular are crucial wins, even if it's January with another 30 games to go. Yeah, man, it's it's just it's so wild to like early on in in January we were talking about how tough the Wings January was, and we were talking about the tough schedule, especially in the second half of the month, and how like they were losing footing in the division and had a tough stretch coming up, and it just didn't bode very well, and it has boded wonderfully, Brian. <laughs> it, it could not have boded better, to be honest, uh, for the Wings. It's just been such a fun stretch of hockey since the uh, the calendar year turned over. And they're beating, like you said, not only good teams, but good teams in their own division. Huge, you know, we, we've been talking about divisional wins all season and how important they are and whatnot. It's, it's just an awesome, awesome, awesome stretch. Um, and they have absolutely stepped up to this big, you know, daunting January schedule that we talked so much about early on in the month uh, and just absolutely blown past everybody's expectations. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, obviously we have to start with the game they lost. So it takes a little bit out of the wind of this, of their sales. And I think that Carolina game, Scotty kind of went exactly as you would expect 
against a team like the Hurricanes. You know, I, I mentioned on Friday's episode that, you know, there was a path to victory here for the Red Wings, and it's taking advantage of their odd man rushes because the Wings weren't going to outpossess the Carolina Hurricanes regardless. <laughs> yeah. because that's just the hurricanes play a possession heavy game. And the that wings was a crazy hockey do game. not, I mean, the wings had a season low 13. Now it's been, mind you, retconned to 12, but we had 12 shots in that hockey game and still scored two goals, but that's because they took advantage of rush opportunities. And there were even more rush opportunities where the Red Wings elected to pass rather than shoot. Uh, that just obviously didn't work out in the Red Wings favor. So that game, I mean, I guess if I'm going to say my one word to describe that game, right? We're trying to stay on the trend of that. It's going to be expected because facing the Carolina Hurricanes, who just shut everything down, forecheck the hell out of you, and just don't give you the puck. I mean, having 12 shots, I didn't expect that few of shots, but that's you know Dude, not yeah, at all possibility. Those shot total stats in that game were were asinine. They, they were like something uh out of a video game uh it was it was really remarkable in, in in the most negative connotation from our perspective at least the fact that that was even a close game i give a lot of props for and and we talked about it you know they're going to suppress your shots you're not going to get a lot of shots but if you can get shots on net you're going to have an opportunity because their goaltending has been so rough this year and that's what happened uh, Case that, in point. that was you know this was a one goal game in you know late in the third this was a this was a close game throughout pretty much the entire game was close uh and you know when it when it comes to uh I was watching with my roommate and it was just like this is the definition of a Carolina Hurricanes hockey game like this is they're definitely playing the Canes right now uh it was it was very low you know we talked so much at the beginning of the year about low event hockey I mean that team epitomizes low event hockey and uh it certainly was a low event hockey game that that was played on Friday night. But like I said, I, I give them credit. You know, it's it's nearly impossible to really just put up a ton of shots against them, right? Like that's just the team that they are. They that this is just what they do. But uh, I do give the Wings credit for again finding ways to get the puck on the net uh, and and getting pucks deep at least to have an opportunity. Uh, to win that hockey game late and at least make it a close game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we talk about taking advantage of poor goaltending. And like you said, that's what they did on both times. Both of their goals were opportunities off the rush. Uh, Joe Valeno finding clean cost and breaking in late. Clean just, I mean, that was the epitome of, of a bad, bad, bad goal for Antti Ranta. I mean, it yeah. went off his glove and then just trickled past. Like, that's a save that he's got to make. And that's what we talk about where you got to take advantage off the rush. The Red Wings just didn't do it enough they got a rush opportunity on the power play dylan larkin on a two-on-one found jt Comfer, who buried it for his 10th goal of the year i think that's the what the sixth red wing to have 10 goals or more on the season uh so they're getting like we're saying goals from everywhere on the roster because Wings don't have that one elite hockey player but they have a full roster full of guys who can contribute and that's continued to happen but it wasn't enough because carolina just shut everything else down and a few few rush attempts that the wings did have, they would elect to pass instead of having there. I think it was, was it, I might, it might've been Christian Fisher who early in the first or early in the second got the puck in the high slot, no pressure on him. All he had to do was be anti Ranta with a shot. And he elected to make a pass that got broken up. And it's like, dude, you don't want to be shoot the puck guy, but we said this with Lucas Raymond early in the season. If you get the puck in the high slot and there's nobody around you, 
Like that is when you're going to have the most opportunities. Obviously the goal is going to come out and challenge you, try and take the angles away, but you have every corner of the net to shoot when you're high in the slot like that. That is like the place you want to be as a shooter. And he elected to pass. And it's just, you can't do that and expect to win hockey games that often because they like to do that. They like to do this and you see it a lot. And it has worked out a lot, especially with Patrick Kane or Alex to on the side of the net. I like to make that one more pass down low to the side because the goalie's not expecting that, but they clearly watched the tape and they knew exactly what the wings were going for. God dang to the hurricanes just forecheck the ever living hell out of the wings. It's crazy. It's remarkable. Like it, it, it to the point where you, you ask like how they're able to do it just because like we talk about, I mean, early in the season, we had this conversation a lot more than I guess lately, but early in the year, we, we had so many conversations about like, man, the wings look really good when they're forechecking aggressively, but they can only do it for two periods. And then it just completely falls off the tracks yeah. in the third. I, I would love to know how, how the Canes are able to do this three periods every night for 82 games. Cause it is, uh, it is pretty remarkable. Do you see Daniel Sprong, by the way? This is completely off topic. But you I see saw Daniel the quote, Sprung, yeah. Where he's like, Twitter hilarious. told me to shoot more. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. He's like, yeah, Twitter wants me to shoot more, so I'm glad I shot it. I'm glad he shot it, too. <laughs> Twitter was right about something. Hey. Daniel Sprong should shoot more. Yes. No, yeah. he. I mean, what a great game he had. We'll get to, obviously. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know, Scotty. There's not really much to talk about this game because it was so boring. <laughs> like, there wasn't – the wings just really event, didn't do anything. Yeah. And it went exactly how you expected. I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes had a 66% share of the shot attempts. They, at the end of the game, the uh, Hurricanes had 60 shot attempts on the net to the Detroit Red Wings, 30. Like, that's crazy how few shot attempts. And that's only at five on five. 65 on five shot attempts. That's a lot. Yeah, and then they had a 69.15 percent share at the quality shot attempts, the expected goals for at five on five. I mean, you watch the, if you guys use natural stat trick and you use uh, their, their breakdown tool, they have a game flow and it's based on Corsi. And as the game goes on, that chart just clearly just upwards the entire time on a linear rise. And by the end of the game for the hurricanes, it's like all the way at the very top. And that's like plus 35 territory in Corsi percentage. It's, the, the Hurricanes just dominated that game. And while the Wings, like last year, Jake Wolman had that game winner with like three seconds left at the game. It was pretty fun. The Wings have fun. They, you can pull it out. because they. Hurricanes, I was like, I think I was in, that was the one where I was in one of those. It wasn't like a sweet suite, but it was like in one of those like pseudo suites. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, But. Yeah, that's that's that that you got me off topic now. You derailed me. <laughs> Sorry, I was sitting in the nose, but I went to the uh, you're in tonight's game, right? To the yeah, the Sunday night game. Well, dude, I obviously it was gritty bobblehead night. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we didn't get one, my roommate Ooh, and I went, we sad. didn't get one. No, 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 dude, so we didn't get one, and the people behind us in line, um had made a comment where uh, they said that one of their friends got there two hours early and didn't even get one. So I was like, well, that was never going to happen on my end. So like, I don't feel really that bad anymore. If I missed it by like 10 minutes. I'd be pissed, but like, I was never going to wait like two and a half hours for that. So Yeah. So well, I guess we'll take a quick break and when we come back, we'll talk about Tampa for the last two segments. Cause let's be honest, that's what people probably want us to talk about anyways. So uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll return in segment two to talk about that. Stay tuned. 
Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and leave it up to level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Burn rubber, not cash. Such a bar. That it is. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, Scott, I think this is as good a time as any now to kind of mention, obviously, fun little anecdote about the Hurricanes game. Ben Sherratt was the only player on the Red Wings to have an expected goals four percentage at five on five above 50%. It was like 50.15. Like uh, he got injured in that game and did not return. And he is now day-to-day, did not play against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, Patrick Kane saw a doctor on Sunday as well for his injury, clearly did not play against the Tampa Bay Lightning either. And Brogan Rafferty had, again, been recalled from the Griffins to sit in the press box for the Detroit Red Wings just in case another defenseman went down. Um, the Kane thing, I, we don't know anything about Ben Chirot. We don't know anything about Patrick Kane. They're, they're so tight-lipped about it. But I believe I heard on the broadcast, I when I heard that he was going to see a doctor for further evaluation, I was like, oh, man, this could be worse. But I think Ken Daniels said during the broadcast that the doctors thought that it wasn't anything serious. Uh, I could be misremembering that, but that is what I believe that I heard on the broadcast, which would be reassuring because this team, despite the two to one win, which there we got to talk about that as well, like a close grinded out win. Um, they need this team needs Patrick Kane. He's so, been so good for the Red Wings this year. So hopefully, fantastic. yeah, quick recovery. <laughs> you look at the point totals; you would not believe how f- much fewer games he has played than the people that he is uh, above already in uh, in season points. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Scotty, when talking about the Tampa Bay game, I, I there's so many places you could go with this but i guess the the first thing you got to do right is what's your one word um man i don't even know i i didn't brainstorm a word and i i i don't even know if if i did it would have helped me there's one word on his mind right now and it's lions that's yeah. the only thing circulating <laughs> in his brain right uh, it, it certainly is is a big one like i said i was at this <laughs> game uh electric atmosphere man like uh, it was uh, I mean, just like walking through downtown and like walking to the wings as the lines, people are all walking like to, you know, to the home or mm. to their cars or whatever. And just everybody is just like shouting and like, go lions, go wings. Like, go, like it was the coolest atmosphere ever in the arena. Absolute electric factory. Everyone was really riled up, obviously after the, the, the lions game. And then, um, you know, the, the third period, it was very loud and, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. My, my word is, is Detroit. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, I love this place. And I, I, it was, it was such an unbelievably cool 
just like atmosphere outside the arena, in the arena, during the game. Obviously, the Lions game was a whole different level of atmosphere. Just the vibe in the city today was uh, was was unmatched. How much Honolulu Blue was in the stadium? Honestly, not as much as I thought. A lot of people were doing like wings, jersey, Lions hat, or vice versa or yeah. something. Like they were, you know, they were still... If they, because a lot of people double dipped, right, and did the double header and did the just so straight sweet. lions, then straight to the wings. So yeah, I mean, if you can afford a lion's ticket, you can definitely afford a wings ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a bender right there. That's an expensive day out at uh, out in the D. But yeah, man, uh, it was it, it was it was so cool. Everything, all the people were so awesome. Everybody just you know celebrating and shouting and and uh, it unmatched. Truly, haven't uh, haven't experienced a day. Like, uh, and I didn't even go to the Lions game, you know, but that, that I haven't experienced a, a day in, in the city like that maybe ever. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not on topic of the game at all, which we have to do, but like, no, that's, I mean, just, that's, that's like the only thing on my mind was just like, that was awesome. Like the, the win was awesome. Um, our section rocked. Like it was just like everything, everything was great, man. Everything was awesome. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. And, you know, that it's not necessarily about the game, but it is relevant to the story of Detroit. And I'm sure it's on the minds of many people. Obviously, you know, I spent, I'm wearing a Lions hat right now in celebration kind of as they, they uh, charge their way to San Francisco for the NFC title game. It, it's, it's pumped up. It's great. And then to sweep Tampa on the same night, it, it was a great feeling. And the Red Wings, yeah. Scotty, just, they were an electric factory in this game. And I guess I have to say my word, right? My word is impressed because this is a hockey team that does not outpossess their opponents. Like this is a team. And we talked about it in last segment. We talk about it every single time they win a game. You look at the advanced analytics. They are always outshot attempted. They're almost always outshot. And when you look at the expected goals, the other teams always expected to have more goals and they're carried by off the rush goals. And they're carried by goaltending right now. And Alex line and Alex line was spectacular. He had a sub 900 game against Carolina. Derek Lowe, no hesitation, went right back to him. And he had a nine, six, four save percentage, one goal on 28 shot attempts in this game. He was lights out again. And the first 40 minutes was all Red Wings. The Lightning yeah. had 10 shots through 40 minutes. This is a game that the Red Wings clearly knew the stakes. Their fight, they were two points up behind the Lightning in, coming into this game. Red Wings are second in the wild card. Lightning were third in the division. They knew that they had to have this game, one, to keep up in the wild card, or the not even the wild card, but the divisional race right now, but also to help convince Steve Eisenman, like, hey, dude, do not sell this time. Like we're ready. And I know it's still two months away, but these divisional games just carry so much more weight. You know, I talk about it when you play these divisional games, it, it, it almost feels like more than a two point swing. It's a four point swing because not only are you not getting two points, if you lose the team you're battling with gets four. So you go from being down potentially by four points in the division to now not just being tied, but having the third place spots on point percentage. Cause you have one fewer game played than the Tampa Bay lightning. So they came out ready, they came out prepared, and they were slinging that puck. Clearly, they were upset based on Friday at having 12 shots on net, and through two periods, they had 30 already. They were absolutely fantastic. Obviously, uh, a great play by the Lightning for the first goal. Uh, with nine minutes left in the first period, the Lightning scored. Victor Hedman, Nikita Kucherov, fantastic passing play, drawing both Fabry and Larkin away from Victor Hedman at the point. David Prawn showing no effort on the back chat, and they just bury it but from that point on nine minutes left in the first period the lightning did not register a shot on goal like it just a great first 40 minutes 
Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, high energy, high energy hockey, man. Uh, and yeah, I thought, you know, th- this obviously wasn't a game where uh, either team necessarily like really stuffed the score sheet, but uh, it was, uh, this was a, a high paced game. Uh, both goaltenders were incredible. Mm-hmm. Vasilevsky was wild. Uh, some, some unbelievable saves in this game, even though he's not even having really a, a great traditional season. year, I guess for his standards at this point, but um, yeah, man, uh, this was a, a really high pace game. The Red Wings pushed the temple a lot, which obviously uh, we like, and, and we talk about often, and uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of people, individuals, obviously, that I want to point out, but we can do that after the break. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's just so much to talk about, right? There's, this game was fantastic. For a 2-1 win, there was so much that happened. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we'll talk about that in segment three of Locked on Red Wings. The NFL season is into the postseason, and we head to the Nat, uh, NFC Championship game next week. and. As the Lions play the San Francisco 49ers, the three seed versus the one seed, uh, and it's going to be electric. And now is the, the right time. I mean, there's never a better time, really, to get on, in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There are so many ways to uh, bet with things like live same-game parlays, find bets, in the new Explore tab and make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and so much more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make sure that you bet on the Lions in the NFC Championship game. That's a personal tidbit by me. And what it really says here is visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. Segment three, Locked On Red Wings podcast. You like my finger roll there? Yeah, it was beautiful. It's right, it's right off. Yeah, yeah, but right. everything you do is just That's so so beautiful. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had a few finger rolls back in the day. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so you you said there was a couple plays you wanted to give some personal shout outs to mm. uh, Scotty in this hockey game. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess I I. First thing that came to my mind just now was the the penalty kill yet again. Uh, that's obviously a lot of people, but um, thought the PK was really solid. Man. Oh yes, really really solid. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't even was, describe it. Yeah, scrambling all over the place at times. Uh, There's a couple of scrambles big in front of the big scrambles in front of the net. Um, but uh, yeah, man, th- this was a uh a pk master class uh to be honest getting it out of the zone it's a miracle right like that's like the one thing that obviously the penalty kill has been fantastic over the last couple of weeks but just as a team like the one thing that this team even strength penalty kill doesn't matter has uh struggled with and we've talked about a lot is just the the lack of ability to get it out of their own zone sometimes and i thought that they did a really 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 much improved job in this game of doing that um so yeah i guess i want to start off with with the penalty kill there and uh just a, a lot of good things happening on that unit just in the last whatever two three weeks now yeah i mean they were three for three on the penalty kill and the lightning have the best power play in the league uh, so that every single time they would go out there as a unit, it was a potentially, you know, game changing penalty kill. 
especially in a one goal game against the best power play in the league, it mattered every time. It always matters, but none more so in this game against this power play did it matter. And yeah. they came up huge. Uh, and defensive pairs with Sherrod out were, had a huge shakeup. Obviously, Wallman and Sider stayed together, but now you had Petrie and Olimata as your second pair. And then I believe Justin Hole and Ghostus Bear. Hey. Uh, was, was skating today, bud. I, I I don't know what the the metrics are going to say about him, but he was he was all over the place, man. I I thought he was uh, I thought he was skating well. I, I didn't think he looked bad out there. No, and, and I thought as a whole the team. Now the third period was its own entity. That was a third period push, like I've never seen from the Lightning. They had like crazy. twenty shots in the third or something. Yeah, and that Alex Lyon comes away with like a two point three three goal saved above expected because yeah. of that. Because, because of the, the push. Period. Well, like here, let me give you the give you the numbers, right? So in the first period, the Red Wings had twenty four shot attempts for ten against and five on five for seventy one percent share. Uh, it was split even at fifty percent in the second period. And then the Lightning had 61%, 62% actually, if you round it up, in the third period. At expected goals for the Red Wings, 74%, 69%, and then just 30% as the Lightning had a 70, 70% share of the expected goals in the third period. Third period, all Lightning. And th- they survived an onslaught at 6-on-5 and then 6-on-4. The Lightning pulled the goalie with three minutes left. They pulled Vasilevsky with three minutes left, and the Red Wings survived that. Alex Lyon, obviously huge to that, but just the ability that this team showcased to survive. And I know we complained a lot about, you know, there's a pen in there too. Yeah. Sorry. There's a pen in there too. The Jeff Petrie delay of game became a six on four for the last 11 seconds. Last 11 seconds. We were sweating up there. Let me tell you the, uh, the, (laughs) I was up, like I said, I was up in the nosebleeds. We had a fun section though. We were, (laughs) we were all, we were all talking and sweating up there, man. But to just emphasize how good the Red Wings were for the first 40 minutes, I mean, take a look at this heat map, Scotty. Like, when was the last time you saw the Red Wings dominate in the slot like that? And then also prevent so much, uh, so much event, so many events on the defensive side. On both ends. It's like, funny, we, I, I can remember not too long ago when we were like, wow, I don't know which heat map like is worse. I don't know which side is worse. And like now it's like, I don't know which one's better. Yeah, they were absolutely just both sides of the puck. Offensively and defensive, defensively were very good. Yeah, uh, I thought Cider was fantastic. And, guys, and you guys, listen, you look at hockey stat cards. I'm sorry. You cannot base a player's performance based on what you see on hockey stat cards because it lacks context. More Cider... I'm sorry, let me restart. Nikita Kucherov played 18 minutes of five-on-five time. Okay? Yeah. Moritz Sider and Jake Wallman were out there for 15 of those minutes with Nikita Kucherov. They continually get matched up with the best player in every team. And Nikita Kucherov leads the league in points. He already has 75 points at the 42-game mark. Like, he has been absolutely fantastic. And Derek Lalone trusts Moritz Sider to shut him down. Obviously, Kucherov had the assist. On the goal in the first period, Wallman and Sider were out there for that. But through the first 20 or 40 minutes, they didn't have a single offensive zone start. And they had eight defensive zone starts. It wasn't until the third they started getting offensive zone deployments. So I'm sorry. You get a hockey stat card and you see that blue bar go to the left for Wallman and Sider. And you look at that and you decide that Wallman and Sider had a bad game. Then you're not watching the game because they were so crucial 
to keeping that puck out of the net against the best line in hockey. And it's the same goes for the top line, or not the best line in hockey, but the best player in hockey right now, Nikita Kucherov, 75 points. Dude, at least at point crazy season. <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm just like the uh, D- Dylan Larkin's line was the, getting the same deployments on full offense. And, you know, that's Cat on the body on the line. How about Cat blocking some shots in this one? I got the boys riled up. Daniel Sprong with a big defensive play as well. Another play I, you would expect. I, I can die happy. I saw Daniel Sprong score in person. That's the dog. That's that's my dog. I I can I can die happy, man. That was uh, he was great even outside of the goal, man. He was he was great. He was everywhere. He was gripping and ripping, which is like what we've been asking for, right? Shoot more. Um, yeah, he was uh, he, he was really really solid in this way. And yeah, Cider, he's. He had a couple of of plays uh, where just like re- his reaction time is so absurd. Uh, it's it's so unbelievably impressive. And um, yeah, was it was a great reason as to why you look at that heat map and all the shots were pushed to the outside. Bro, that third line just continues to be electric too. Yeah, they're it, dogs. It, cop Fisher Rasmussen, they're absolute dogs. Fisher Fisher tonight was uh, was all over the place. Yeah, dude. Cop- and- should have had a goal. I mean, I say should have. That's probably not fair. He had a breakaway and uh, just, uh, again, incredible goalie play uh, tonight by Tampa. But, um, yeah, man, uh, he – that again, that that entire line. Rasmussen had a couple of nice plays as well early in the game. Rasmussen has suddenly remembered how big he is. Yeah. Like, awesome. He suddenly is using that size to his it's advantage. Awesome. He's been great. Uh, here's a statistic for you, Scotty, and for all the listeners, and you're going to love this. The third line in tonight's game against Tampa Bay Lightning, in 11 minutes and 21 seconds – of five on five on the ice together, they had 14 shot attempts for and just two shot attempts against. Yeah, it's crazy. That's incredible. That third line has found insane chemistry. That you got just absolute dogs out there. Andrew Kopp coming into his own, finally finding the perfect place for him on the lineup. And just be, and also, and this is also the side effect too of Dylan Larkin and JT Comfer's line, just constantly getting the toughest matchups as well. And that's, you know, they're your top two lines. You want that by design. What it does is it by them constantly being out there against the toughest teams. And obviously that's going to hurt their production. And it has to an extent Larkin, of course, having an assist on back-to-back games, he still remains a point per game, a point above a point per game. But now you're getting the production from the bottom six because they're freed up as probably, I would say, what top five, bottom six in the NHL right now in time in terms of forward cores to score more goals. You got a Daniel Sprong breakaway goal in this one, which was awesome to see. And then obviously Lucas Raymond had the other goal, and that was just a great look by Dylan Larkin to feed it back to the late guy coming in. Lucas Raymond yeah. got a little lucky on Vasilevsky batting it in, but Raymond could have had a few. I mean, there was just so many. Vasilevsky kind of goalied the Red Wings a little bit despite it being a two-to-one game for the Red Wings. This could have been blown open way earlier in the first or second period of Vasilevsky didn't make the saves that he did. He, he stonewalled to brink it too. Oh, Vasilevsky so good sometimes. Dude, he had a couple of unreal saves in this game. <laughs> but I mean, like overall, I, I really struggle to find anything to complain about against the Lightning. Obviously, people are going to say, and even we were guilty of it early in the year, be like, oh, they get they, they played don't lose hockey in the third period. But really what that is, is you're seeing the third period push that you even watch the Red Wings do in their comeback wins. Yeah, oh yeah. Teams look at the score well, and say, we have 20 minutes to get this yeah, game. So they yeah, and that's why that's why Andrew Kopp had a breakaway, right? Like, yeah. that's just, that that's completely selling out. Um, and, uh, and yeah, going, going, 
pedal to the floor offense and obviously four check and everything just to, you know, keep the, try to keep the puck into uh, the offensive zone as much as possible. And it's going to lead to opportunities the other way. Uh, the wings just weren't very aggressive in their opportunities the other way outside of the cop one. Uh, Perron had a couple of, uh, of opportunities where he was, looks like he was about to go on a break and then just like dumped it in or just straight up wasn't fast enough to take advantage of that anymore. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, it wasn't like the 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 um, the give and take of them being aggressive didn't happen. It did. It's just the wings uh, weren't very uh, aggressive in their counterpunch. That's all. Didn't Peron not only he there was a nice pad saved by Vasilevsky, and he also hit the post in the power play, and then Lucas Raymond got stuffed on a breakaway, and yeah. then also on the power play. Like how many times were the wings? including, again, Jabrinkit getting stonewalled as well. How many times are the Wings this close to, like, going up 3-1, to 4-1, to and Vasilevsky just goalied them? Like, this game was so much closer than it should have been, and that's because of Andre Vasilevsky. Like, this could have been a 3-1, to 4-1 to game, and I just, like, and there's a conversation maybe in the off day to talk about Alex Jabrinkit. I mean, this is the second time he's gone on a a 10-game goalless drought. Um, But not in tonight's episode, because right now vibes are high, and the Red Wings are third in the Atlantic Division yet again over halfway through a season. I mean, there's just, right, baby. we're here to celebrate lions, NFC champ going to the NFC championship game. Uh, first time in our lives. Same thing we said last week when they won a playoff game and the wings, when was the last time, right? 15, 16, last time they were this high in the division, this late into the season. Vibes are high, baby. Vibes are high. I, Scotty. I don't know. Is there anything else? Um, I don't think so. We, we gave, we did shout out Alex Lyon already. Yeah. Um, Petrie. I think we talked about him a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, again, really, really, really impressive first two periods. And then just one of the best offenses in the NHL just um, went kind of, you know, all to the wall there uh, to try and tie the game up and, and, you know, Ben, don't break, baby. You held strong and then are walking out of there with another win. It's It's been a heck of a January for the boys. Yeah. Again, I'll reiterate. I'll end the episode the way I started. 7-1-1 one, and one in January. 3-0 and oh against divisional opponents in January as well. Also, Michael Rasmussen only had .06 expected goals against at 5-on-5 five five in this game. He's so back. Uh, we'll be back and we'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Um, you said we ball, so we'll just wrap it up. Same time. No, you didn't. I could have swore you just did. Definitely didn't, but we do ball. We do ball. We do uh, maybe ball. I did. My brain is fried. I've never been this tired in my life. Maybe, maybe st- I did. And you still have to do Tigers. It's all right, baby. We ball. We ball. Uh, new episode tomorrow. Same time, same place, your team every, every day. day.